I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We got our first injection of good vibes, and we need to wait a little bit before we get that booster shot. Tim Stutzler and I are finally in the same country again. Unfortunately, that country is Germany. Welcome to The Somalican Life. I'm Poppy. And I'm Viata. And this is the podcast that nobody asked for, but everybody needs. Before beginning the episode, as always, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is written and recorded on unceded and unsurrendered Mi'kmaq territory. To support your local Indigenous community, please consider donating to organizations who are providing essential care. Examples, if you are living in Ottawa, are the Adawan Native Friendship Centre, Wabanau, and Minwashin Lodge. Uh, what are we drinking? <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like so. <laughs> it takes us a while to get warmed up. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm being very boring, and I'm drinking just some Earl Grey tea, but I am at least drinking it out of my Disanelmican Life mug. I think that happened in the last episode, too, but this is just the I love that. Now. Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking, I made myself a little iced coffee. I think it's really important that you guys hear the ice. I don't know if that picked up on the recording. I hope so. Um, I like haven't had a cafe iced coffee since last summer. So oh, <laughs> I've been trying my best to make it at home. At my place in Ottawa, Ottawa we have an espresso machine, which is amazing. So you can make like really good iced coffees um are like iced americanos this is literally like cold brewed coffee and some crap i bought at the grocery store for 50 cents but it's pretty good it sounds doing my best i'm doing my best (laughs) with what we've got (laughs) it's been a while since our last episode again this is fine (laughs) this is just the way we do things now that poppy is in germany and has a full-time job and can't watch hockey games i'm sorry we're trying our best um but there's a lot to talk about. And first, we wanted to give a little bit of a season recap. It was like such a bizarre season. I will look back on it with such fond memories. It was like the the combination of like the condensed season, the North Division, the fact that it was locked down. So like I was actually able to watch every single game and like it never even crossed my mind that I would have mm. anything else. Like I... Like halfway through the season, I remember thinking, oh yeah, remember when like I used to have other commitments that would make it so that like I would have to miss a few games every season? Like remember when that was a thing? Yeah. It was not a, <laughs> well, not a thing this season. I mean, I know that you had that problem. I did not have no, that No, I was thinking that. that this has been such a weird two years for us because last year I, I mean, you know, I had like other stuff going on because I was graduating university mm-hmm. and like had the job and stuff. but um and stuff my life sounds very interesting (laughs) um but like you were in Ghana so you couldn't really watch hockey Mm -hmm. and now I'm in Germany and I was like man you know what am I gonna do am I gonna set an alarm clock for (laughs) 2am 
<laughs> then watch hockey from like two to five a.m. and then go to my office job. Like that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not not happening. So, um, been a weird two years for the Somalian life. Maybe next season, hopefully, will be a little bit better. Well, maybe a little the more first... consistent. You know, both watching games, both in Canada. Picture this: you come to my house. I got us like a six pack of Big Rig, and we turn on the TV and we watch the Ottawa Senators and we do it together. Bro, we can watch them together. <laughs> I didn't even consider that watching the games with other people. Like this is also a thing. It's like I I just graduated. Um, not to brag, <laughs> and I'm taking a gap year. And for the last four years, I have only watched Ottawa Senators games by myself. Um, because like I've been living on my own during the school year, which yeah. is also the hockey season, except for the playoffs. But the Suns have not been in the playoffs since I moved away from university. Um, and then I was thinking of it, and I was like, wow, if I go back to Ottawa, like in the fall, which isn't guaranteed, but like honestly, the Suns are like <laughs> one of the reasons why I want to go back to Ottawa for a gap year. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, I could actually go to games. I could like you know watch hockey either with my family or like come over to your house to watch hockey yeah you can come to my very I'm not going to name the name of my house um (laughs) because it's like too famous and people would know my address but like you could come to beep and (laughs) watch hockey with us and we can both wear our zoop shirts and well yeah it was really really fun there was a brief period of time when we recorded this podcast um in person and it was extremely iconic and we need to go back to that I I still remember um getting really drunk and emailing Big Big Brewery asking if they could sponsor (laughs) us um which they never responded to but that was really fun that was fun we need to we need to like be in the same room again this was a this was like such a view but like I feel like everybody's fantasizing about um the after times now that we're all slowly getting vaccinated and stuff and like like Uh, I said like this was such a weird season I don't know for me like studying like doing school online like I literally I had no life like I was just studying all day and it was so like I can't describe the feeling of like Mm. my brain is so full of school and then at the end of the day I would just get to sit down and like watch the most like ridiculous Ottawa Senators game and like shit post on Twitter about this like this got me through the school year <laughs> having this like major distraction in my life like I yeah. know that it would sound like it would be you know a negative thing but like I needed something else in my life right no I totally feel that that used to be like for a couple of years when I was in uni and I was like having a really bad time um going to like games and stuff that was like my thing that was like mm-hmm. how I got through I remember I was like really not having a normal one like not having a good time um and I had my Italian oral exam and I've been working so hard for this but like I was just so tired and I was like I'm not gonna not gonna do well in this exam and but my friend had got tickets for us to go see like a playoffs game afterwards so I was like okay well I just have to make it through this exam even if it's humiliating after that I'm gonna get a beer and then I'm gonna like go to see playoff hockey um (laughs) And incredibly for me, uh, the exam ended up being like relatively unstructured. There was like a lot of conversation time. So the professor I had at the time saw that I was wearing like a jersey and was like, oh, what are you doing today in Italian? And it's like, I don't know, people who are learning different languages might know this, but it's like when you get to a topic where it's something that you are just like kind of excited about, it's like the, it just kind of can get out, like you can communicate better. 
And I remember it just being this thing where I was like, oh, thank God she asked me this. Like, thank God she's not asking about something where I like fully don't know the vocabulary. And I can now just like be like, I'm going to a senator's game. I'm going to be sitting here and here. And I'm mostly excited for this and this. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Like you, the Ottawa senators helped you on your Italian exam. Incredible. I got an A plus. I got an A plus in my Italian oral exam. That's because of the Ottawa Senators. Incredible. Yeah, honestly, incredible time. That's just what hockey is all about. I love that. I love stories (laughs) like that. Um, Yeah. Anyways, it's been. It's been. It was such a weird season and such weird circumstances. It was just incredible. So, anyways, I let's just like we started making this list of like our our initial idea was to do like highs and lows of the season. Honestly, Mm. there were no lows. These are all just highs. the lows of the season the thing is because of the way this season happened it's like all those terrible losses and stuff it's like yeah it was a low point but in in the end does it really matter do I care do I remember any of that no all I remember is the good times we had because the low points did not matter I didn't watch much of the games like I only would see like maybe a bit of an afternoon Mm -hmm. game or like the beginning of a game so to me all I know is like chunks of games and everyone posting on Twitter <laughs> so I, it's been an amazing season for me because no matter what was happening I just got to see the, the posts post. were great the first thing on this list is Stutzler's first practice with the team which is burned into my brain because I had this fantasy that I was going to go back to Ottawa the same time as Tim Stutzler would mm-hmm. um, that clearly has not happened uh, but <laughs> Maybe next time he goes back to Ottawa, I don't know. Um, But that's like burned into my brain because I remember just like stewing. I was like, Tim Stutzler got his permit (laughs) so fast. I just remember like the first video of him stepping onto the ice and just like losing it, (laughs) thinking it was the most exciting thing. I was so so hyped for this season. And then of course, after the game, the most iconic thing, they ask him like, oh, who are you staying with? What are your living arrangements? And he's like, oh yeah, Brady Kachuk offered up his house. (laughs) what an amazing this is such a good season okay then afterwards we had the opening night versus Toronto which is like this has been a beautiful year for the Toronto rivalry Mm -hmm. it's just been a good one been a good one that was a good one it was pretty great and you know I don't know the opening night like it obviously the first game doesn't end up mattering that much but it always feels important right and like we went into that game thinking you know the Leafs are so much better than the Sens the Sens are going to end up at the bottom of the division the Leafs are going to end up at the top and then of course the Sens win and we're all having fun it's been way too long since we got to like shitpost about beating the Leafs that was a great night on twitter.com yeah and then we've got two Stutzler things back to back again which is like Stutzler's first NHL goal which again it's like so fun everybody was just so hyped for him this year so. yeah, the goal was amazing like so many good things happened this season that like I almost forgot how beautiful his first NHL goal was but I was watching that over and over and over and over and over again it was the most beautiful goal and of course it happened in like no it's a good the one. second game like just against the Leafs amazing I don't care if it was a loss it was it was a great goal only one thing happened in that game and then of course a few days later Thomas Shabbat hugs Tim Stutzler in practice um and then he hugs him a few times later in the season it was kind of a thing that he kept hugging him and it was just really cute that was a high point of the season for me personally when Thomas Shabbat Mm. was hugging Tim Stutzler no I think that's nice I think they have like I, I don't know. I think that everybody seems to just think he's like adorable and it's just like good times mm-hmm. um, amongst the young players. And then 
Um, you've got the February 4th game versus Montreal, which I so, cannot remember. I'm sorry. What I remember about this, I had to look up exactly what day it was, but it was the first game against Montreal. And what I remember is that, you know, the Sens started the season not great. Um, you know, there was that that first win against Toronto. There was a loss against Toronto. It was like, yeah, but, you know, it's just the score. And then, like, you know, Toronto's supposed to be a good team. It's fine, whatever. And then they lose three games in a row against Winnipeg. And then they get, like, completely destroyed by Vancouver and Edmonton. And we're like, okay, so this is, like, a historically bad team. Like, this is, this is truly an awful hockey team. So, so, so bad. They will never win another game. And then they play the Habs and they completely destroy them. And it was just really great. <laughs> like, okay, that's what I, I remember. That. I remember I, I was like, I was on top of the world. I wrote the recap and I was unhinged. I was like, I am so happy right now. Like as, as listeners of this podcast know, as people who follow me on Twitter know, I am a Habs hater. I, I really, really, really hate the Habs. And it was really fun to see the Sens beat the Habs specifically under those circumstances. I, yeah, I'm not a Habs hater as much as you are, so I can't. Sorry. Sorry. Um, then, of course, we've got Zub's first NHL goal. So, okay. I just want to say, like, Zub in general has been, Zub like... general, yeah. I, I, I put down, I put down, you know, I was going to be like, oh, you know, the 5-1 comeback, but I put down specifically Zub's NHL, first NHL goal because that, to me, was just, like, that is the moment that defines the season. Like if I, I feel like in a few years, if people ask me like, what is one moment that you think just like sums up the 2021 Ottawa Senators season and same thing, it's same way that like, you know, when you look back on the hamburger run, you're like, what was the moment? It's probably like, you know, Curtis is already eating the hamburger or like, you know, maybe the, the penguins yeah. come back. Right. You're like, well, what is the one moment that defines it? And for me, it's not even the overtime goal. Like it took me a minute Earlier when I was writing this, even remember who scored that overtime winner against Toronto. It was Dadnov, apparently. I remember so little about that game, except that there was one moment. The Sens are down 5-1 at the end of the second period. They are playing like absolute garbage. This is a terrible team. The Leafs are going to walk all over them. I am sad. I am angry. I am disappointed in them. They're obviously going to lose this game by a lot. It is a total write-off. And then this like random defensive defenseman that we signed from the KHL who like we had no idea if he was going to be any good we knew nothing about him going into the season he doesn't speak a word of English (laughs) you know this total nobody who's kind of acquired like sort of a cult following on Twitter but is very much known and he's like you know surprisingly good at defense but he's known as like a defensive defenseman only comes out of the penalty box goes on a breakaway and scores one of the most beautiful breakaway goals I have ever seen to spark a comeback from down (laughs) 5-1. Like, this is truly the best moment of my life. (laughs) I think, like, I think this has just been Zoom's season. Like, it's literally just his season. It's his world and we're living in it. Like It is. And just, like, I can't remember, I don't have like vivid memories of any of the other goals. Like I remember the celebration after the overtime goal, but like, I couldn't tell you who else scored in that game. I couldn't tell you what else happened. Like the the one moment that is burned into my brain is that Zub goal. (laughs) And every time I want to think about it, I can just replay the goal in my head. Yeah. 
Okay, you've got more. You've got like this is so funny. Beata wrote this um list by the way because uh, I live in Germany right now. Um, but <laughs> the next one is just that video of Stutzler and Kachuk like mouthing words at each other and laughing <laughs> while Kachuk is in the penalty box, which is such a good one. Like I, <laughs> it's just it's just been such a a delight to have all the young players on the team who are just like mm -hmm. really sweet to each other. I'm really excited for um Igor Sokolov to come in as well because mm -hmm. he already has like a connection to um Bathurst, right? Oh, Bathurst, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so I think that's just gonna add like another layer of just guys being mm -hmm. dudes. And like... Sokolov has <laughs> the best vibes. Like he, oh my he, gosh, he's so charming because it's like. What would we have done if Sokolov had been on this team? Like, that's too much for me. That's too much. We got to wait. We got to, you know, we need another, <laughs> we got our first injection of good vibes and we need to wait a little bit before we get that booster shot, right? Like, we can't have it all at once. <laughs> um, it would have been too much. The NHL would not have been able to contain the Ottawa Senators if they had had Igor Sokolov on the team. So, that's like, true. this is a thing. This is, like, the number, probably the number one thing I'm looking forward to in the future is, like, what, what player am I most excited for? Igor Sokolov. Oh, 100%. He's just like, I don't know. I just want to cheer for him. He's mm -hmm. just so charming. And I, I love all the like friendships that are developing on the team. Yeah. And he seems like someone who, I mean, his relationship with Batherson, the way he describes it is just like adorable. The fact that mm -hmm. Batherson, you know, they were in the same billet family and he just like dragged him everywhere <laughs> when he couldn't speak a like lick of English. Um, I think that's really delightful to start out with that they've kind of, you know, developed that friendship. But He's another it Russian just, speaker, so we can speak to Zub. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I I obviously advocate for Zub um, learning some English because I don't actually. Oh, I, I advocate oh, for the I advocate for the entire team learning Russian <laughs> so that they can speak to Zub. I think it's adorable that he doesn't speak English. I mean, obviously for his sake, I hope he picks up some English because you know, living in Ottawa without speaking a language kind of sucks. I, I hope he does. Yeah, pick yeah. Up. But personally, I am in favor of Zub not speaking much English and the rest of the team speaking Russian to accommodate him because he is that amazing. I think it would be really funny if he just learned French because yeah. he could still be accommodated within the team, mm -hmm. but it would be like, I learned French. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Um, no, I think I think he's um, good vibes. I'm excited for, for Hugo. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting two coaches fired in a row is like, and this is when like the sicko movement really took off too. Um, when yeah, we got I forget who came first. If, and I think it was Claude Julien first, right? The Habs. Um, yeah, it was like the Habs. It, it was at that point. It was in there like in the sense like being very bad at hockey era when they were like extremely bad. And so there was just a, a brief period of time where they started winning games and everyone was like, oh shit, we lost to the Ottawa Senators. Better blow everything <laughs> up, which was so funny. I think it's really good. I think it's such a good response because I think like the Sens have been so unpredictable this season. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's that might have just have to do with having a ton of young players on the team. Mm -hmm. I can imagine, like, you've got a bunch of, like, what, 19-year-olds? I don't know if that's great for consistency. But <laughs> <laughs> the reaction from, like, other teams is so funny. That's why this season has been so delightful mm -hmm. as well. You never know. You never know what the night's going to bring. Like, it's so good. It's and, like, enjoyable. you know, have the Sens done much in terms of, you know, winning hockey games making the playoffs you know like they're 
the standings didn't really matter. But what we have done is screw over so many teams, just like embarrass them. Um, like uh, another thing that I'm going to remember about this season is just watching teams like skate off the ice dejectedly, having had their season ended um, or their playoff hopes <laughs> crushed by, you know, by the, a, by the last place. Not, I mean, not last place anymore, but for a while, last place in the division team um, as sicko mode plays through the arena. We're never, I, I have this season. fear. I have this fear that like, we're never going to achieve this level of happiness again. <laughs> um, no, like I, it's it's hard. I mean, I think next season's just gonna be like good vibes because hopefully we'll I be think able so. to go back to the arena. But also, um, when you think about it, like every amazing sun season has been followed by a not so great one. Like 2015 was great, and then it was followed by like a, a, like an eh season, and then 2017 was great, and then and then things went badly. But I'm trying not to stick too too much that. Even like 2013, you know, things went well in 2013, and then like 13, 14 wasn't that great. Um, However, this is a different team. You're going way too I think we have. <laughs> this is a different team. I think we have good reason to have hope. Um, so I'm hoping that the good vibes will continue. I mean, if Sokolov is joining the team eventually, like, how could we lose? Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm getting a Sokolov jersey. Or a Zoom mm-hmm. jersey. Mm, can I get a Zubalov? I have enough money for all the jerseys I want to buy. Okay, but imagine if I got one that said Zubalov. Hmm. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty funny. It would. Yeah. See, the thing is, I've been wanting a Zoop jersey for a while. Well, because I also I don't have a Stutzler jersey. And I'm like, I want a Stutzler jersey, but like Zoob for the memes. But then I'm also like Sokolov. Man. Zubalov, but with an umlaut. Hmm. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> we Photoshop that. Um, post it on our, on our podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, so Oh my god, this has just been such a chaotic season. Dorian did the sicko thing. Like he, went, he like, just stood yes, at the glass. Haha, yes. No, he didn't go. Yes, haha, yes. He just stood at the glass watching the game for no reason. It was like, why, oh, why sorry. is he watching yeah, this true. game from the glass? Um, no, but um DJ Smith did the yes, haha, yes. Yes, he did that. And also <laughs> the team like tweeted out that Photoshop of the sickos. Man, everything oh was so good. It's been such a weird season. And like for a while after the goal, after a goal, um, in the arena, they would just play the yes, ha ha ha, yes. <laughs> it was so good. Like this generally, okay, I know that like Dorian standing at the glass was not intentional as far as I know. And this was before the team acknowledged this, the sicko thing. But then like after that happens, the team like properly, you know, started embracing the sicko thing. And for some reason it wasn't even like, cringe like they did it well this must have been like a very you know like it's been like a weird in terms of sense social media it's been like a bit of a weird adjustment phase I think we're all really we were all really used to Craig also because he was like sort of in front of the camera a lot so we kind of knew who he was um and obviously his content was iconic um it's been a good year I think for the sense social media to like find their footing to be fair we did a lot of work for them we did, but like that's kind of <laughs> I mean that's the thing that Craig did really well and that's like I think a really good approach if you're just starting out as a sense as like a social media person is to sort of let the fans yeah take over that right like I like that they didn't you know do too much with the sicko they were kind of like we're, we're gonna let the fans do this right um yeah I think I they think handled like, it well 
yeah, no, I think it's been a good season for them to just be like, okay, what are people saying on Twitter? How can we incorporate this and like make it funny? And like, that's, I think, a really good approach to fan engagement, obviously, mm-hmm. is to just like acknowledge dumb memes that people are making. Um, it's been a good year for the social media person. Uh, they made a great like they posted a great video on Twitter where they were like guess which one was the only like the teams that had every team in the NHL that had one goal each game and it was like a list and it just said Ottawa Senators and it's like a video of every goal that was good that was good it was a good tweet good tweet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, they had some good tweets oh yeah they're they're getting there I think they're like really finding their footing Mm -hmm. so I did I did put in one low point Okay, well, maybe the next one is also kind of a low point. We'll talk about that later. Um, or not, not the next thing, the one after that. I don't that. think so. I no, don't no. think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. There is one low point that I wanted to point out. This is personally the worst thing that I had to deal with during the season. It was the power play drop pass, which kind of like, they stopped doing it after Shabbat got injured at the end of the season. But why did they do that? Um, like, I another thing I'm going to remember about this season is just sitting there watching every time the Suns had a power play. It's see Shabbat have the puck. He's going up the ice and then he just drops the puck. And it's like, why you just wasted like 10 seconds doing that. And they struggled so much to do their power play zone entry, which like that is never, I've never heard of a team struggling with that. Like what team struggles to get into the offensive zone on the power play. That is such a weird thing to, to like, to struggle with. And the fact that they kept doing this, like what's really funny to me is the fact that the Sens mostly kept doing this power play drop pass for the entire season. And this is like such an easy thing for other teams to pick up on. Like, you know, you do it twice and everyone's like, yeah. okay, so this is what they do on the power play. They get Shabbat to bring up the puck and then he just like leaves it there. Right. That's such an easy thing to capitalize on. And I think, I mean, it is, I think it says something about the North division that nobody picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's something like, I'm reading a book at the moment that is like unrelated to this, but it basically has a long sports analogy. Um, And they were saying how like, basically they were trying to get, this was in football though, but they were trying to get the players to do the exact same plays over and over and over again. And the goal was not to make it um, surprising to the other team. The goal was to get it so drilled into their brains that they like, didn't even think about it, did it automatically. And then it would be so fast that even if the other teams predicted it, they couldn't do anything about it, right? I mean, did the sense but succeed that... in doing that though? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> was that it that well executed? I can't it think of a single time where that was well executed. <laughs> I cannot think of a single instance where they did that power, power play drop pass where Shabbat couldn't have just passed the puck <laughs> forward. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it worked that well. <laughs> well, no, but I was reading it and I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's what they were trying to do <laughs> but they weren't very successful <laughs> maybe maybe I don't know anyways um RIP to the power play drop pass I hope you don't come back yeah death of a real one just wanted to um, just wanted to like immortalize that as like a thing that happens yeah this obviously iconic 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 Yigo Sokolov uh tweeting happy international women's day to all the lady all the beautiful I mean we talked about there. this in the last episode <laughs> I, I wrote this down as Sokolov respects women on Maine. And then he immediately scores a goal, too. Women respect it. It's been a good Pretty season great. for him. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've he's already a... talked about him. He's he's delightful. Yeah. I, I can't, I cannot be 
it cannot go off on him yeah. again. And then later in the season it. when he got a hat trick, and then there was this video of him just like tenderly hugging his teammates after the goal. Like the goal celebration was just so sweet. He's um, so lovely. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. Imagine the that. hugs between like him and Tim Schlitzer, him and Thomas Shabbat. Like imagine all the hug combinations we can have. Pretty <laughs> cool. This is why it sounds like I'm writing like AO3 pairings, like all the different hugs that can happen after Sense Goals. This is why everyone hates our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just the hug combination. (laughs) Just look out next next season, it's gonna be top five hug combinations. Rated rated by vibe as well. We won't rate it by anything else. Uh, let me write that down so we don't forget. <laughs> we're gonna have like a top top 10 hugs of the season after next season that that'll be our plan um oh, <laughs> these are the advanced cool. stats we uh we're interested in i'll Imagine have to actually we... tim stutz's hugs for 60 that's going to be my goal for next season because i keep joking about that as a stat if we get to go back to games and we do like a thread that's like top 10 hugs of the season i will not rest until I get a photo of hugging the Sparta cat so that we can make that the top hug of the season. <laughs> oh man, Sparty's gonna have a job again. Oh. You know, I'm happy for him, but I miss him. I hope he's, yeah, I miss Sparta. He's like, I know, I feel like Gertie's the only, the only yeah, mascot that's like actually been doing no. stuff this season. The New Jersey um, Devil keeps posting like sexy videos. <laughs> It's oh yeah, true. it's true. I'm not the only one who has noticed this. This isn't. Just oh yeah, I do. I do remember this actually. <laughs> the New Jersey Devil like is doing TikTok dances. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I retweeted a few videos like that. I, I made sure to follow all the mascots on the podcast account just for the jokes. Um, I don't. I don't follow them all on my personal account, but in the podcast one, yes. So I started keeping fun. an eye on the New Jersey Devil because he was like very active, and then. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna post this because everybody already thinks I'm insane. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> I'm just projecting. Maybe the New Jersey like devil is not being sexy. And then I saw somebody completely unrelated from us, like different fan base altogether, be like, why is the New Jersey devil so horny? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not just me. It's not just me. You could have posted it on dances. the podcast account because like we have no standards for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All we do is post horny tweets about mascots. <laughs> Oh God, what if we become? <laughs> All right. So the next one. But this is the one where I was like, is this a low point or a high point? No, no, this is this is the classic redemption. And I am going to take Colin White's side as I do. Because mm-hmm. yes, Colin White did assist on a Canucks goal. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's not his he, fault. He got confused. Somebody yelled his name. It was really mean. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? He was just going no brain he passed he, technically it was actually a great play because it was it was an excellent assist it was a beautiful goal not only did he do that which is like yeah okay you scored for the oppos- opposing team almost like you assisted the opposing team mm-hmm. i get that we've all had that happen to us kind of um we've all heard someone call a name that sounds like our name on the street and looked you know, we've all done that. Okay. Then he scored a goal for the Senators. So in my eyes, he redeemed himself. And he did something like that later in the season too. Like he did it twice, which is pretty iconic. Like I Colin think, like... White, he might get confused <laughs> and assist on goals for the other team, but he will always make up for it with the goals of his own. 
he's he's nothing if not consistent <laughs> i i mean at least in that respect <laughs> i i still am like a colin white like fan um mm-hmm. i will not have colin white slander on our podcast okay. um it was just like it was a notable thing that happens a memorable yeah a memorable thing for Beata also apparently is Eric Carlson eating an apple during a post-game interview. Look, this is the one like non, you know, current senators thing that I needed to post. It was that video of Eric Carlson in a post-game interview where somebody was like, is that your best offensive game of your career? And he's just eating an apple and he's like, not even close. <laughs> Iconic. I miss this man so much. I love him he so much. King. King. Oh, I miss him. King. I miss him. Mm-hmm. Man, I m- I miss seeing Eric Carlson eat dinner at like a restaurant that is gentrifying my neighborhood. <laughs> I, I just miss I love- everything about Eric Carlson. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me. Where I like was living in a really shitty building with like rats. Like it was bad. <laughs> Not my pet rats. My I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> the bad rats, the ones that live in your walls. And I and this like fancy restaurant opened on the corner, and I was like living on bank. Or just off mm-hmm. bank so I was like you know it, you know bank street is becoming rapidly more and more expensive but this like very fancy restaurant opened like literally on my block and I was like oh man like <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not good for us <laughs> for our rent situation like we're already paying way too much for this shitty apartment and I was like okay well whatever you know that's what happens when you live on bank street and then maybe two weeks later i was walking past this very fancy restaurant on the way to my very shitty apartment and i saw eric carlson and i was like maybe it's worth it maybe it's worth having a really expensive restaurant on my block if i get to see eric carlson (laughs) i take that deal yeah (laughs) it's good vibes Mm -hmm. um another good vibe story is when bosti got (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is so stupid i can't believe we're talking about twitter on in like our notable events of the season look but- i i made okay i'm gonna like admit to this i made this list by going through my twitter over the course of the <laughs> season to see like what was i retweeting what was i tweeting about like what were the notable things that happened um and this was a really notable thing that i, I think this to is a really about. important one i think this is a really good one bossy got suspended from twitter i can't quite remember what he did but it was something Me funny neither. We had a good time with it, and then it was perfectly timed because he rose from the dead on Easter morning. Yeah, it was really good. Bossy and Jesus have that in common. <laughs> it, was good. it was a really good time. <laughs> that we had a lot really of fun, fun with it. <laughs> that was that was a that was a good day. That was a good day on the internet. It was. <laughs> um, and it's, again, it's like, what are you doing for your holidays at the moment? Like, you literally <laughs> can't do anything. So, you know, it keeps us amused. And, and then finally, it was, it was also funny because like literally only the two of us cared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there, were, there was like a small handful of people who were like really into this joke, and nobody else cared. Yeah, I love that though. I love when mm-hmm. a Twitter suspension gets us all together. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final one, of course, is the iconic open letter, like the letter of the editor of the Hockey News. I think it's the editor of the Hockey News, mm-hmm. like the chief editor, um, where he's like defending Malnick and like. <laughs> shit talking sense twitter and i remember when he's like i can't remember what he said but it was basically something like you know if you do this and this or like if you speak up against it like i'll cancel your subscription to hockey yeah. news. <laughs> oh man that that was a really good one that is so funny because i love when 
real adults, real adults in positions of power with like adult jobs are like, you don't get to read my garbage. Mm-hmm. It's not garbage, but you don't get to read my magazine anymore because he said something <laughs> against Eugene Melnick. And he got like <laughs> ratioed to hell and then just went private. <laughs> and I checked his account is still private now. Like he has not recovered from that. He didn't block me, which was really funny because I was on private at the time because I was starting mm-hmm. my job, I think. Um, and so uh, I could still see everything he tweeted, which was very fun for me personally. But uh, it, it was a good, good time. Um, and also that wasn't our last thing. I did add this because oh, it was sorry. so recent that I forgot to add it to the list. I was like, this is such an obvious one. Um, obviously, <laughs> Tim says hat trick. Um, incredible like just yeah goodbye so such an amazing way to end the season right like just so fun to watch and then of course like the kids showing up at his house and getting throwing the hats it was so cute um and and Brady Kachuk posting on his Instagram story just James amazing yeah (laughs) it was good it was very good it's good all right so we've gotten through like the highlights of the season and um since it's the end of the season for us as Ottawa Senators fans um we're going to be giving out awards which is like um one of this was one of the best things that Beata's ever come up with for this episode. I came up with this like just this morning and I tried to like I I came up with all these at the same time I will probably have better ones by next season hopefully this this is a thing that will continue through the years oh 100 Mm -hmm. this is really good I'm really into it um the first award that we're going to be giving away is the Freddie Clayson award for best vibes um so I was thinking about this because we haven't chosen award winners we're, we're making this up as we go yeah I'm tempted to say Igor Sokolov but the thing is he wasn't actually an Ottawa senator um yeah but so I feel like I feel like we're gonna save that for later seasons like next season Igor Sokolov will win but this season we gotta give it to somebody actually on the sense and for me it's between Zub and Stutzla personally I'm I'm saying Stutzla just because I would like to give Zub a different award. Fair. And because Stutzer has like, he's like magnetic. It's like he's mm-hmm. literally changed the entire structure of the team. And so- Zub, I feel like Zub himself didn't provide amazing content. The The fun thing was that he was just like this steady defensive defenseman who like, you know, didn't talk to the media because he didn't speak English and just, you know, like <laughs> doesn't have social media. And we were all just like building this cult around him. So it's not really like, him specifically that had good no, vibes. Very much I would say that Stutzler had the best vibes. Stutzler has amazing vibes. Okay, You're so right. Tim Stutzler, Tim Stutzler wins the Freddie Clayson Award for best vibes this season. Congratulations! Now, the next, season, the next um, <laughs> award that we have is what I have called the Jean Gabriel Peugeot Award for excellence in rivalry games because we know that one of the most important things in a hockey player is being able to absolutely crush your rivals. Who do you have for this one, Poppy? See, this is, and this is simply because of that one comeback, where I would give Zub the award. Okay, interesting. I like yeah. that. Um, I was but, actually, I was going to give Stutzler this one because I feel like he played really well against both the Leafs and the Habs. Um, there were, I feel like, the, the excellence in rivalry games was kind of spread out. Like there were a few times when people were like, oh, Stutzler is the new Peugeot or like Batherson is the new Peugeot. But like, I just want to put this out here. 
none of these players are the new Peugeot because they're actually <laughs> excellent players in games other than games against the Habs. No, no hate to Peugeot. Peugeot has played, you know, he was consistently good across all games. He obviously had that amazing game against the Rangers. But the amazing thing about Peugeot is that he was kind of like, he was very much a third line player. And then he would play against the Habs and just ascend to another level. Like suddenly he was he was Sidney Crosby when he played against the Habs, right? Like that was the fun thing about Peugeot is that he, it wasn't just the excellence against the Habs. It was the fact that like he didn't score goals against any other team. Anyways, so I could, I could, I could give this to Zub actually. Yeah. For excellence think- in rivalry games. Just for that comeback, like he really deserves it. Just, just for the one goal, yeah, we can yeah. give that one to yeah. Zub. I feel like sorry, I feel but... like this is a one. There, there is potential for the future. I feel like this year oh, we did get a good Jean Gabriel Peugeot Award winner. I think eventually. we're gonna get like we're gonna get that. Okay, then we have the Andrew Hammond Award for the weirdest or most unexplainable season. <laughs> um, so this one I'm gonna give to Connor Brown because yes. Connor oh Brown, God. like, yes, he oh does score God. goals. Yeah. But the thing is, like, at the beginning of the season, like, Connor Brown was never a player that you noticed a lot. It was just like, he's okay. You know, he's good on the penalty kill. And he was most noticeable when he would get a breakaway and then just miss the net, like, every single time. Yeah. Or, like, you know, um, yeah, miss an empty net. Or, you know, he would actually score a goal and you're like, haha, you let Connor Brown score on you. And then... <laughs> He goes on like, you know, the longest goal scoring streak in franchise history, like breaks these franchise records. He leads the team in goal scoring. And it's like, what happened? Well, where did this come from? Like, I even thinking about, you know, watching him play, like, yes, he scored a lot of goals. Was he amazing in every game? I mean, like, he was just fine. I don't understand this. I I 100% agree. I think Connor Brown is like very funny because up until this season, I was like, first of all, there's two browns on the team so i was already like oh the other three brown. actually oh god three. <laughs> there's three browns on the team so it's like okay which one is it secondly then he became only notable because of his like very bad headshot at the beginning of the season and then yeah he just went off i think he 100 percent deserves this award i'm uh, congratulations to connor brown absolutely i was thinking like oh we could because i was making this award and i was like we could almost name this the Connor Brown award but then I was like no 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 it's, it's the Andrew Hammond award we, we need an That's Andrew good. Hammond award and this is the only thing we can award it to um no this is good the next one is the Dylan DeMello award for best social media content I think it's I think it's got to be Brady Kachuk I was gonna say that too I I could also say like you know Zub um inspired some of the best social media content mm, but Again, he did not actually provide that content himself. That was just the Sens fans doing stuff. But I think Brady Kachuk inviting Tim Stutzler to live with him in Mark Stone's house, um, consistently like hyping up the other players in Instagram comments, that one Instagram story where he just said, James, so funny, constantly <laughs> providing great reactions, great faces, you know, no, amazing right. memes for like- all of us. I'm thinking like even before the season started, we had some like an amazing like the the when they couldn't play, we just had like con- just good content, just good content from Brady Kachuk. Man, the Nerf guns! No. I still use the those memes. Yeah, those amazing. Were those were good. Um, yeah, and um, even like he sparked a lot of memes too. Like one of my favorite quotes from the season was Evgeny Dadanov being like, "Kachuk, he's like energy boy." Amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, like everything about Brady Kachuk this season was so memeable. 
Absolutely. No, he wins, he wins the Dylan Zimbello right. Award for Best Social Media Content. And then and finally... Then, um, well, we've got two more. We've got two more, but the other one I didn't name, and it's not for on ice content. Um, finally, <laughs> I have what I've decided to call the Zidane Chara Award for the Best Former Senator, because we have a lot of former senators in the NHL, and we need to appreciate them. And I, think, I know who is mine. Who is it? Mark Stone. It's got to oh, okay. Here's the thing. I was going to say Mark Stone. I do know, you know, he's the captain. Um, he had a great season. I feel like that's the obvious answer. I'm actually okay. going to go with Mika Zibanejad because every time I logged on to Twitter.com, okay. Mika Zibanejad had a hat trick. I cannot count. I don't know how many goals he scored this season, how many hat tricks he had, but it felt like it was every night. So I'm going to go with that. Because yeah. it was I like, add? it was an unusually good season. Like I've always loved Mika Zibanejad. I always thought he was capable of this. I always thought the Sen should have kept him. Sorry, Poppy. I know you love Broussard. Um, however, this was like an unusually great season for him. And it, he might not ever achieve that again. So I know this is yeah. like, not that great. Can I add an award? Yeah, of course. Okay. I want to add the, the um, Derek Broussard Award for players who Poppy is unexplainably obsessed with. Okay. And we all know, what, we all know who it's going to be. <laughs> we all know who it's going to be. It's going to be Colin White. <laughs> he is my Derek Brassard. He is my new Derek Brassard because I think he's good and he's not bad, but he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep cheering for him and he will have a good season. He will have a career season and everyone's going to be like, who would have thought? And I'll be like, <laughs> I thought, I thought this entire time. I'm excited Amazing. for that to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to do the Sense Twitter MVP? Yeah, let's do it. So the Craig okay. Medaglia Award for Sense Twitter MVP. Who is your pick, Poppy? Uh, it's going to be Ericsson's burner for me personally. That was also my pick. I was like, I was tempted to okay. say Brochensky because of the Sense Sicko meme, but no hate to Brochensky. He had great. He had a great season. Um, oh, I love tweets, him. I- great posts. Everybody on Sense Twitter had a great season. However, Erickson's burner came out of nowhere last fall yeah. and is currently my favorite account. I like all of her tweets. Um, yeah. I think she's really fun. I think she's very fun. I think that like there's always someone who's kind of like new and you're like, who is this person? <laughs> I a few years ago for me that was Finnegan's Ghost, mm-hmm. iconic account. Yeah, and he only nice had like, a, yeah he he only had like a well at the time he like mm-hmm. had not that many followers and was like consistently posting the funniest shit I've ever seen mm-hmm. and so um that was like a few years ago where I was like who on earth is this and this year it's Erickson's burner 100% absolutely yeah. she's just like killing it she's really funny she should be the sense social media person but mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. don't Nobody's don't be thrown off us. by the fact that her account's name and uh, <laughs> are all connect stuff she does post a lot about the connects but there, there's plenty of sense content don't worry um so yeah that's our mvp and hopefully these awards will live on um in the future i came up with them you know in one morning but we might have better ones we'll no, see. I, love that. I think i mean i would hope to think that one day this will be an official award that we get to personally hand to the oh, players yeah absolutely um, and some twitter ceremony. people yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it'll be wonderful i think it's gonna be gorgeous one day <laughs> one day all right um are you ready for this mascot minute i'm really excited absolutely. about this one i haven't read this one yet i'm really excited um, to read it 
as an introduction, this one has absolutely no explicit content. It doesn't even have physical touch in it. Um, it's very romantic. Um, I noticed while I was writing bits that I, I never used to project my desires onto the mascot minute because the mascot minute used to be, it used to be a few years ago. It was about making coming up with the like most absurd thing I could come up with. Mm-hmm. Like that used to be the thing where I was like, I'm gonna make Beata laugh by coming up with the like most disgusting shit I can write. I, I still have not forgotten the cloaca <laughs> <laughs> that incident. <laughs> That used to be my goal when I was writing these. And today I was like happily typing away. And I was like, oh my God, I'm projecting. I am mm-hmm. completely projecting what I want in my life onto what Spartacat has in his life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what isolation does to a person. <laughs> Absolutely. Hunter saw every one of his team's losses as a bittersweet moment. Of course, he wanted his beloved Oilers to advance, but if they lost just one more game, he would be free for the summer, free to spend as much time as he wanted with Spartacat. Sparty, as it turned out, had a lovely little cottage by the lake, tucked away far from prying eyes. The lion was already there, getting things ready for his beloved. He sent Hunter pictures of the work he had done in the garden, the freshly painted door, the deck full of flower pots and progress on patchwork blanket he was sewing. As Hunter stood in the cold rink, watching his team lose again, thoughts of morning swims and evening fires kept him happy enough to perform his mascot duties. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was like (laughs) looking at Beata's face while she read this and she was being very expressive. (laughs) It was really cute. It was really cute, but it was really funny. Maybe I'll Um, tweet out the video. We'll see. (laughs) It was very cute. Um, Spartacat was living the dream. He loved his work, but he lived for the summers when he moved out of his luxury condo and into his cottage. This year, he wanted to install a little sprinkler system on the deck, just like the one the James Street pub used to have. He had fond memories of sharing pictures with friends on that patio, the gentle mist from the sprinklers keeping him cool in Ottawa's sweltering summers. He wanted to share that small pleasure with Hunter. As he busied himself around the cottage, He could not help but feel a little concerned about the future of their relationship. The summer was theirs, a time to live together without the pressures of work. If things went well, he even considered proposing at the end of the summer. But what then? What happened when they were both working for months on end with no opportunity to see each other? If the years of unprecedented success were coming, as his boss had promised, (laughs) he would be a very busy cat. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love this. Um. 
it's incredible how often I manage to bring up the James Street pub sprinklers in every every aspect of my life. It's like Amazing. my obsession. Um, I didn't even go to the James Street pub that frequently, <laughs> and yet they are burned into my brain. It'll be a, a part of like the the mascot minute canon. Like people can go to the James Street pub and like take pictures. Be like, look where I am. Um, please do that. James Street pub closed, Beata. It's being turned oh, into no. fucking condos. It's being turned into condos. Like I haven't been in Ottawa in a while. You can go to the condos then. Um, <laughs> Just take a picture. In front of it. Yeah. Um, oh anyways, I like that you gave us a dual point of view there. Pretty interesting. Interesting uh, um, writing decision. Feeling, yeah. Feeling. Um, you know, a bit creative, yeah. a bit procrastinating, working on a different piece of writing that I should be finishing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on because it is the off-season, baby. <laughs> I love that it only took us two days after the season ended for a, like, extremely bizarre Melnick story to break like so the good. feeling the feeling I got when I woke up and I checked my phone first thing in the morning and I have a DM from Poppy with this article that she found because obviously she's in a different time zone she finds it first this is from like 5 a.m and it's this weird yeah. story about <laughs> Melnick and I can just log on and post about it all day it's long so, so what happened um for those not in the know um oh my god I had a hiccup sorry um let's do that again (laughs) for those not in the know um not Melnick his girlfriend and his mother I believe are suing a yacht company that um they booked for Christmas um basically they were going to sail around more like Barbados and stuff right and technically because Melnick lives in Barbados he wasn't like that he wasn't like technically he was allowed to do that yeah but, he was allowed to be in you Barbados. know we were still in lockdown like he was still supposed to be at home and it's funny because he was um sending out messages to Sense fans about the importance of staying home while he was going on his little super yacht vacation yeah like it's like <laughs> It's like funny because um, it even says in the lawsuit, like basically they were meeting, like him and his family were meeting there to escape lockdown regulations. Like that's not a secret. Yeah, my favorite thing about the article is like, what do you do when you're trapped in Ottawa and it's in lockdown? And it, it presents it as if this is not a thing that like everybody was facing. Like we were all facing this dilemma and we all chose something other than a yacht vacation. Like this is not a Melnick specific problem being tired of lockdown during Christmas. Anyway, so him and his girlfriend, they went to Barbados to get the yacht. I think they went to Barbados first somewhere. Like that's how I understand it. And then they were going to be on the yacht for like a a week or something. And then they were going to pick up their family members um, from around North America. And and then spend like Christmas on this yacht. Uh, so apparently, basically they're suing it for <laughs> the British captain being smelly and rude. And Melnick was like, I want you to take this route. And the captain was like, we cannot do that um, because the route he was um, asking to go in was like, well, close to the islands and um, the water's way too shallow for like a massive yacht. And so 
the captain then steered into the open ocean and because it's winter the sea was like rough and so basically everybody got seasick and they're saying that the captain steered into the ocean specifically to spite Malnick, <laughs> which is really funny um and they're pretty much trying to sue this company for um the captain being stinky and rude and um and them getting seasick that's it that's, I, that's what. I'm obsessed with the idea of Melnick being on this yacht trip and being like, no, I know better than you. I'm going to steer this. Like, I don't know. As a sense fan, that sounds pretty familiar <laughs> to me that he was like, you know, trying to do a mutiny on the ship and like thinking he knew better than the yacht captain and then blaming the yacht captain when things went really badly and saying that he had a personal vendetta against Melnick. Like that. It's I don't really know. Funny. I don't know. It's that really just funny. sounds familiar to me. Um, absolutely obsessed with the story it's 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 also like this is a thing where not many people are being hurt you know like it's like I feel bad for the company and everything and you know he violated lockdown but it's a thing where it's like I can just laugh at this like this is just an incredibly weird story it's really funny for like a rich person to be like I'm gonna escape lockdown I'm gonna sail around the Caribbean in this massive yacht and then to get seasick which can happen when you're on a boat and then be like, I'm going to sue this company for, like, millions, I think. <laughs> um, it's, like, really funny. One of my favorite parts of the story, though, is that one day the captain was like, okay, well, um, let's go to this beach for, like, a beach day. And they arrived at the beach, and there were just, like, signs everywhere being, like, warning, like, shark sightings. <laughs> Which, and the captain I, was like, hey, you can still go swimming. And it's like, he wanted not like to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, like, it is, it is the Caribbean, like, there are sharks there. (laughs) That's just, like, part of it. I have in the past um, definitely swum in uh, waters where there's been, like, warnings that, like, look out for sharks. Um, But usually, I mean, I know that you can go to beaches that are, like, sort of more inland, and so it's not as dangerous. It's possible that the captain just, like, wanted to get rid of them for a day and was like oh this is like close by and I can safely get there well that's the other thing right like how easy is it to steer your massive yacht to a beach that's like more inland Mm -hmm. probably not that easy so (laughs) you're kind of limited Mm -hmm. um I obviously don't know everything about boating but I think this is a really great story um I don't think that Melnick has a leg to stand up sorry Melnick's girlfriend and his mom uh (laughs) (laughs) but it's really funny oh and then the final thing was like they wanted to be let off I can't remember where but they wanted to be let off like somewhere else um Mm -hmm. and the captain was like it's way too dangerous for us to try and like steer the boat there like the water's not safe and like we just can't we can't drop you off there and basically insisted on I think going back to Barbados or somewhere to drop them off and they were like we were kidnapped It's just, so just everything funny. about this is so funny. Like, I don't know. I just love I just love a story about a rich family spending five hundred thousand dollars a year, by the way. Like Melnick is trying to pretend that he's a week. broke five hundred a week. A week. A week. Like, how broke yeah. is he if this can happen? 
Um, and maybe that's why he kept sending Brandstrom down to the down to the AHL every few days so that he could like <laughs> save a bit of money. He was like, oh man, I spent so much money on that yacht trip. Um, anyways, yeah, spending $500,000 a week to go on this like extremely ill-advised vacation that like goes against public health guidelines and then just having like a terrible time like that. I love that story. It made me really happy. That was a high no, point of the good. season. It was a fantastic day for me personally. <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's really wonderful of Melnick to always provide us with content. I yes. just like really respect it. I also think that this has something to do with the next point. I think that this lawsuit is specifically to pay for Zoop's contract. Oh my God. And it, the thing is, it, they were announced <laughs> on the same day. Like, here's the thing I was posting all day about how, like, I, I made like, it was a very good meme. It did not get enough attention. Um, it was that good place scene where like Michael is always asking Janet for stuff and she just keeps giving him cacti instead. Um, yeah. except uh, Michael was uh, the fans asking for a new contract specifically a Zoop contract but like any contract really and the Sens just kept providing Melnick controversies um, and then I tweeted like oh you know the lot the yacht lawsuit will pay for the Zoop contract like you know he's, he's trying to make that money up and then like immediately after I posted that the Sens announced the Zoop contract and it's like hmm hmm interesting interesting timing there <laughs> Um, or maybe maybe they were like wow the fans are all riled up making jokes about this we need to find the one thing that they're gonna like drop everything to post about and they found the soup contract so it's good I'm really excited it's good for us as well because it was very brave of us to start um selling t-shirts that say zoop without yeah. knowing if he would extend it his was. contract <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't extended his contract like not just in terms of like um you know podcast merch but just like in life generally I was like how can I like watch this guy play for another team I mean obviously I've, I've had to you know face that dilemma many times over the last four years but like it would have been pretty devastating if um if he had gone which I hope will never happen I hope he's now a senator mm-hmm. for life I would embroider the words bring back over zoom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on my sweater so um, yeah actually we could don't worry okay, don't worry guys you can still use that you can still use the much yeah. <laughs> I, I still have a brian five or six keep carlson shirt um oh, that no. has like cursed energy now um but i feel like, <laughs> i feel like yeah it's only like bring back zoob shirts hopefully we never have to hopefully never, never. but you know you can yeah. i think the keep carlson shirt is now like vintage and iconic i think you should need to oh i'm tempted to like i feel like i need to wait a few years um after until after the the carlson um deal but maybe maybe we're finally at a point where i'm like yeah i can wear this around i think i think it would be really funny i think it'd be really funny Mm -hmm. um okay so the men's worlds are starting which is good vibes because we'll be cheering for russia Uh, yeah (laughs) i mean yes there are three senators playing for team canada but like, we're only here for Zub. I watched his game this morning, made my day so much better. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm also excited for Men's Worlds because um, some of these are going to be at times when I can actually watch them. Mm-hmm. Not that I did that today because I was gardening. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe another day. <laughs> it's like, it's good. And then um, my favorite thing, once again, Melnick is like really bringing the content mm-hmm. is when he threatened to move the arena to Gatineau. Now, everybody was like low key pissed about this, but I think this is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's um, good. It makes no sense, but it's really funny. And I, I don't know. I was also, I was, I, I'm trying to connect, I'm still trying to connect the dots here, but I feel like there's a connection 
between the fact that the Habs are currently freaking out about losing their French Canadian identity because they don't have any French Canadian players. Um, like a while ago, there's the whole thing where like for the first time in franchise history, the Habs do not have a single French Canadian in the lineup. Um, and there's just a lot of freaking out about their French Canadian vibes and how they're losing those. Um, Which is funny. It's funny. And it, yeah, it's extremely funny to me. And I'm like, hmm, the Sens, the only other like French speaking well, we team, French we're a bilingual team. You have some French Canadians moving to Quebec. Connection? I think it I think it would rule. I mm-hmm. pass I, I lived in Gatineau the first two years I was living quote unquote in Oshawa. I was living in Gatineau. Um and I have a very special relationship with Gatineau in comparison to most other U Oshawa students. Because unlike everybody else who's been to U Oshawa, I never went there to drink when I was 18. Because I didn't start university until I was 20. Um not to expose myself as old but you know uh, <laughs> um but uh I have only been out to Gatineau to like nice places like nice bars uh and I liked living there uh people underestimate the rapid bus if it was on the rapid bus line like we could get there really easily from downtown hmm. it's kind of a good idea real estate's cheaper in Gatineau I think it would be funny. I think personally, like, it would be really fun to cross the bridge to Hull with a bunch of, like, 18-year-olds who are trying to go to, I can't remember what the place is called that used to be called Addiction, but (laughs) I I think it would be, like, really funny to have, like, a Friday night and it's just Sense fans and, like, 18-year-olds on their way to, like, a really bad club. I think it would be really good. Uh, We -hmm. could all get put in afterwards. We could go to like Uqua or to Minotaur before going to the game. We could all go to karaoke at Le Petit Chicago afterwards. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. For me, and 18 year old Sens fans could drink at games. Yeah, and the beer would probably be cheaper. Probably. I mean, I mean, if Melnick has a say in it though, will it be cheaper? I don't know exactly how this works. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I just think it'll be fun. I, I honestly, like, they'd probably still be called the Oshawa Senators, right? Like, mm-hmm. but even if they weren't, even if it was the Ga- Gatino, <laughs> Senator the Gatino, like are you yeah, kidding I me? I would love that. <laughs> I would, I would die. I, I love people saying, like, oh, we're going to be the Gatino Senators. Like, we're not the Canada Senators right now, guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> stupid i don't think no. we have to change the name um people yeah. are so mad about it but that's just because they don't know about like the good spots in hull and i think that we can change this mm-hmm. this could be revolutionary for the i will say this like you know this interview it did provide some good content but it didn't quite deliver on what i was expecting like after that story i was really expecting something just like completely unhinged and i was like hmm, this is more like subdued melnick he did get mad at the fans for being mean to him he did also complain about tax breaks being misused <laughs> in Ottawa. And then- I mean, he's correct. He's correct. <laughs> he, he was he's correct, correct about the tax breaks going to the wrong people, but he seemed to think that he deserved those tax breaks because he's just, he's suffering so much, guys. I mean, like, yes, he did pay $500,000 a week for a yacht vacation, <laughs> but like, he's really suffering. Like, won't someone think of the rich NHL team owners? What if we combine the Vanier Porsche Porsche dealership slash community hub 
with the Ottawa Senators arena. <laughs> I think I like that could work. something. I think the Porsche Ottawa, the Vanier Porsche Ottawa Senators rink of community dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've got something going there. Like I think that um, that would be very interesting. <laughs> also, I just want to say how much money did noted Barbados resident Eugene Velnick pay in taxes this year? I'm I'm Stop. just I'm a little Stop. bit suspicious of this. I'm a little dirty. bit suspicious. <laughs> he wants that tax break so bad. I I am always suspicious of rich people who, <laughs> you know, are tax dodgers who live, yeah, you know, live in like the Caribbean for tax dodging purposes, not complaining only about not getting enough tax breaks. Not only does he live in the Caribbean, but also his now affiliated um, uh, charity is a charity that quote unquote raises awareness, mm-hmm. which is also like <laughs> how do you measure for the awareness that you, you have raised? Um, oh man, he's like. Yeah, he's like paying zero taxes. I mean, like I mean, we haven't off. seen the documents, we haven't seen his tax returns. We don't know for sure, but like, I'm a little suspicious of this. Yeah, I think that um, you're making some valid points. Mm-hmm. I think that Melnick is right about one thing, and that's the fact that we do not need the Vanier Porsche dealer sl- dealership slash community. He, he does have a very good point there. <laughs> He does. He, he um, did make a point. <laughs> he did make a point. I'm still like, maybe I would prefer that those if it, if it was between the Ottawa Senators and the Porsche dealership, who would I prefer get the tax break? I mean, probably the the Ottawa Senators um, because yeah. I do want Brady Kachuk to stay in Ottawa. <laughs> um, however, do I think that Eugene Melnick is the person in Ottawa most deserving of a tax break? No. No, but man, this is such a, I don't know. I think he's just doing like really a lot for um, rent in Ottawa is becoming too expensive. So I'm going to move to Gatineau culture, a culture that I personally love and respect, Mm -hmm. a culture that I would love to be a part of, but none of my roommates want to move to Hull. Um, (laughs) But like, (laughs) he's really doing too much, but I respect it. I respect it. He's keeping us entertained. Mm-hmm. That's all I could ask for. Mm-hmm. Let's come to the last part, which is this is gonna be the most surprising thing we've ever done, but I think we're right to do it. I also think this might possibly, maybe, advances a little further into like a way. Remember when Beata got fired from being an influencer with the Ottawa Senators? <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know. I guess your relationship didn't continue. I got ghosted. Um, yeah, okay. that's what happens. <laughs> they told think... me we were going to continue to work together and then they ghosted me. Okay, Beata got ghosted by the Ottawa Senators. But listen, Ottawa Senators, this year, or this this year, oh god, no, sorry, this week, <laughs> we're awarding Big Rig Energy to none other than Eugene Melnick. He was providing that content for us. Yeah. Like, we have to give it to him. We have to, like, I. As much as I want Melnick gone, and like, believe me, I want him gone. Beata, we're trying Sorry. to do something good for our careers. Look, look. <laughs> okay, team, don't listen, don't listen past this moment. <laughs> don't, don't listen to this. I do want him gone. However, 
now you can keep <laughs> listening team I would miss this like weird media presence that Melnick has like I will miss the experience of waking up checking my phone and being like oh my god there was a Melnick interview and just like the joy <laughs> that like takes over my body as I look through the quotes to find something to make fun of the posts that I come up with like <laughs> I'm gonna miss this um so I mean I don't think I you appreciate have to miss this I think Melnick's gonna own the team forever and ever and ever um, I'll say that um <laughs> I appreciate him for providing that to us um and you know he he gave us some great sound bites without saying something truly reprehensible that we like you know can't stand behind it's just like he just said some really funny and weird things yeah, so, yeah. no I, I think energy he should come on our podcast congratulations to eugene malnick you we would love to have you on the podcast and we would love to discuss taxes i think that absolutely would be a really fascinating conversation eugene we stand beside you we stand mm-hmm. beside you in we being do. against the Vanier Porsche dealership and community hub. True, we, we do agree on that one thing. <laughs> we also respect your choice, or not choice, we respect your threat to move the Ottawa Senators to Gatineau. Very true. And we respect your decision to give Artem Zub a contract extension at any cost. Like, whatever you had to do to get to do it, whatever, yeah. whoever you had to sue, we think it was worth it. And, so. um, I respect any man who refers to British people as smelly and bad tempered. <laughs> yeah. so, what are we if not smelly and bad tempered? <laughs> so this is our pitch to uh, bring Eugene Melnick on the podcast. Come on the podcast and be so much fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to this Amalnik in Life. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Amalnik in Life or email us at thisamalnikinlife at gmail.com. Our music is by Steve Frouse. Our logo is by Lena Novi and Angus Fitzgerald-Clark. For bonus content, please find us at patreon.com slash thisamalnikinlife. We also have a, um, a link tree that we'll link in the description, so you can just click that and find all of our stuff. Um, so you can also find our link, the link to our merch shop, which is shop.spreadshirt.com slash this-amalnikinlife. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, it'd be a huge help if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. As we said in the last episode, we are still doing a giveaway. So um, you will get some really fun stickers if you rate and review yeah, us on Apple Podcasts. Stickers and a fridge magnet if you Pretty rate cool. reviews on the podcast. And as long as I still have 90s Ottawa Senators um, trading cards lying around, I will also send you one of those. And they're pretty fun. So Amazing. And all you have to do is leave us a review. So, yeah. Bye. Even if it's, well, oh. if it's a bad one, I don't know if I'll give you one, but. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. <laughs> bye. bye.